It's good to see you. Glad you guys are here. Welcome. Uh, If this happens to be your first time, a very special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here, especially during this time of the year, this time of the season that we're in, um, as Justin prayed and as as we... uh, as the kids came in with the, with the palm branches, with it being Palm Sunday, this time leading up to Easter is a really special time in the life and the, the history of the church. And, uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So I, like I said, I'm glad if this is your first time. I think you've come at a, a great time or you're watching us online also. Uh, we're glad to see you. So, so we're in this series called Whatever. And we've been looking uh, at Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, where Paul gives us this uh, construct of, of things that we should focus on as believers, that the church should think about and focus on. And we've been looking at different characteristics, different attributes, attributes as, as we've gone along. And today we're going to look at, at one of them and uh, really kind of like the last one that he lands on. Uh, and I want to read it to you from a little bit of a, a different version, just to mix it up a little bit. This is from the, the Common English Bible, and it says this in verse 8. Uh, It says, from now on, brothers and sisters, if anything is excellent and if anything is admirable, focus your thoughts on these things. And then he lists them. And in this version, it doesn't say whatever, but the reason we call this series whatever is because in most of the versions, it's like whatever is true, whatever is right. So that's where we get that. But he says here, all that is true, all that is holy, all that is just, all that is pure, all that is lovely. And here we go. This is what we're going to focus today. And all that is worthy of praise. Paul says for us to fix our minds, to put our focus on all that is worthy of praise. Now, of all the things in this world that we could praise, and we can. There's a lot of things that we could praise. There's some amazing things that we can look at and think about and go, wow, that is wonderful. I mean, you you think about like all the kids that came through here a minute ago. I mean, just there are things in our life that are good and beautiful. We can praise them. But I don't think this is like new information for any of you here. There is one, one who is the most worthy of all the praise. There is one who deserves all the praise over and above everyone else. There's one, and it is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. And there's, there's only one. It's just him. There's no one above him. And so today, as we begin Holy Week, what we're going to do is we're going to go from Hosanna of Palm Sunday to the Hallelujah of Easter. Two exclamations that are they're kind of known as, as words that, that Christians say, or even the Jewish people would say, that would call out, Hosanna and Hallelujah. Now, Hosanna is a Hebrew word, and it, and it shows up in the Gospels. It's not used hardly even close, remotely close to the word Hallelujah, but it's there, and it's in the Gospels. We're going to look at Matthew 21 in just a minute and, and see the word there. But it also is sprinkled about in a couple of the Psalms. And what hallelujah means, as much, excuse me, what hosanna means, and as much as it kind of, it sounds like a a call of praise, it's really not. Hosanna is not really a call of praise, it's actually a cry to be rescued. Hosanna is a cry out to God. Hosanna means, Lord, save us. That's, That's what it means. Lord, save us. And so as we look at Hosanna, in Psalm 118 is where I want to start. Psalm 118, and I encourage you uh, to go and read the entire psalm later, but we're going to look at verse 25 and 26 uh, right now. So we have Hosanna, Lord save us, this is what it means, and this is what the psalmist writes. The psalm, it's a song, it's, it's sung, this was written, this was known, and he says, 
please, Lord, please save us, which is, that's the translation, Hosanna. Hosanna right there. Please, Lord, give us success, which doesn't mean like make me number one. It, 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 means, it really means please don't let me fail. Okay, that's, that's what that's, that means. goes on to say, bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. You're going to hear that again in a moment. See, what we find in Holy Week and what we find in the, the gospel recording of what went on during Holy Week is that it is, it's kind of dripping with the Psalms. That what was written in the Psalms we find come to pass and come to be spoken and said and sung and repeated during Holy Week. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And then it ends verse, in the last part of verse 26. We bless you from the house of the Lord. So I'll, just, I'll start with this, especially uh, you note takers. Um, there's going to be a couple of psalms in here that, that I believe that, that would be helpful to you. If you're, if you're in a place where you need to seek uh, some, someone who is worthy of praise, where you need to call out to God and say, I need to be saved, I need to be rescued, I need to be restored. So make sure that you write these down. Hosanna to Hallelujah. Hosanna, save us to hallelujah. See, the crowds on Palm Sunday, um, in, in the story that we know in Matthew 28 that many of us have seen, they're actually singing or chanting Psalm 118. The story that we have read that many of us know about what happens on Palm Sunday, what we find is that they're actually, they're repeating Psalm 118. So they're, they're saying this, as Jesus is entering into Jerusalem in verses 8 and 9 of Matthew 21, it says a very large crowd spreads their, spread their cloaks on the road. So they took off their outer garment, they spread them on the road, road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Okay, what does this signify? What does this mean? You know, it might, you could kind of say it's like rolling out the red carpet, but it's really not even that. It's like, Lord, your, your feet are so holy that they should not touch the same ground that my feet are touching, so we're going to put something down that's going to be in between here. Now, if you know the whole story, Jesus isn't walking into Jerusalem. He's riding in on a donkey, so they're even saying, even your donkey, like his hooves, should not touch the ground that my feet are touching. You are holy. We're recognizing you as God. So there's this, uh, the crowds are doing this. They're taking off their outer garment. They're cutting branches and laying them on the ground, that's why we have our kids celebrate the way they did. Verse 9, the crowds that, so almost picture like a parade type deal, like there's a movement. It's not like everyone was neatly along the side of the roads and Jesus came through. I mean, people were moving with him. It says the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed behind shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is Psalm 118. Hosanna in the highest heaven. This is what they were repeating. They were singing. They were chanting. Chanting. So as Jesus rides into Jerusalem, the crowd is calling out, Hosanna. They're calling out whether they know it or not. Because let's be, let's be honest, there's a lot of people in the, that were part of that crowd that had no idea what was going on. Okay, There were some true believers there. There were some skeptics there. And there were people who were just there because a crowd was forming. But Hosanna was being called out. So whether they knew it or not, they were calling out to be saved. They were calling out to be rescued. They were calling out to be delivered because that's what Hosanna means. 
So you might wonder, like, okay, uh, delivered and saved and rescued, from what exactly? All right, for the people that were there and who did understand what they were saying when they called out, Hosanna! What did they mean? What did they need rescued from? What did they need restored from? What did they need deliverance from? Well, a couple of things we know historically is that, for one, they were being oppressed by the, the Roman occupiers of Jerusalem. Okay, so they were not first-class citizens. Um, they were being oppressed by them and, and, and having to deal with all that. And then secondly, for those who were there to follow Jesus, right, and they, were, they recognized him as Lord, they were also having to deal with like the self, definitely self-righteous religious leaders who were making, um, who were adding on, if you will, to God's law uh, at the expense of God's people. So they've got it, they're, they're, they're from, from the government, uh, putting all sorts of restrictions on them. And even for those who were religious, their very own religious leaders in many ways were doing this. And so the, the ones that got it were like, Hosanna, save us from this. Hosanna, they called out. They're crying out for rescue. But there was something deeper. So it wasn't just about, oh, well, these people are, are making my life bad. There was a need and an understanding amongst the people that they needed to be saved. That on their own, their life was not what they believed it was supposed to be. That on their own, they were failing. That on their own, they were repeating the sins and repeating the mistakes over and over again. And so they knew when they called out Hosanna, that they were asking to be rescued and delivered and saved so not just from an outside entity, but just even in their spirit, they knew. Hosanna, Hosanna. Now here's, I understand this. I mean, we could go into all sorts of history stuff and slides and you know, archaeology and whatever we wanted to do. But no matter how much we tried that, like it's almost impossible for any, it is impossible for any of us to understand first century Jerusalem. I mean, does any of us have that like understanding? Like, do we get that? Do we understand? No, we don't. So what I, what I want to do then is let's, let's take this scripture and let's move it into 21st century Valdosta. Okay? And here's the question that I, I pose for all of us to consider. Is, is there a need for you to cry out, Hosanna. Is there a need for you to cry out, Hosanna, God, rescue me, God, save me, God, deliver me? Hosanna, Hosanna. Do you need that? And, and certainly, without a doubt, I am. That question is, is posed for any who are not yet following Jesus, of course. Hosanna. He is the Savior. He is the rescuer. He is the deliverer. You need saving. You need rescuing and delivering. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is the one. But I would also say that we all need to cry out, Hosanna. In, in the midst of, even as believers, in, in the midst of struggle and, and heartache and, and, and confusion and, and searching for meaning, there's one, and it, he's the mo he is the most worthy of our praise, and it's Jesus. And that's the one we call out to, Hosanna. We don't call out Hosanna to, to someone who's, who's less than Jesus. We don't call out Hosanna to something we call out Hosanna to the Lord. We call out Hosanna to the Lord. 
So the need to cry out Hosanna is, is just as necessary for the Christian as it is for the one who's yet to follow him. Is, is there a need for you right now in your life to cry out Hosanna? And, and okay, so it, there's the question. And some may think, well, what do I need to be, what do I need to be delivered from? What do I need to be saved from? What do I need to be rescued from? Like, I'm already a believer. What do I need this for? <sighs> and my answer would be, where do you want me to start? <laughs> and because let's, um, let's be real, right? When we call out Hosanna, we're calling out to be saved from our oppressors and friends. I don't know about you, but I am my chief oppressor. It's me, right? And, and maybe this is true for you. I, I, I believe it probably is. But where do you find yourself right now on this journey of faith? Like, are, is, is there this repetition of sin, that three-letter word we all love so much? Right, but is it, is it that repetition of sin, those things that you know that are in your life that are a hindrance to you walking out the faith? Like they get in the way every time, like they are a stumbling block, right? Is there a need for you to cry out, Hosanna, God rescue me from that, deliver me from that, free me from that, Hosanna. Right? Are there those things in your life that even the people that know you and love you are like, hey, look at this, and you're like, yeah, I know. Call out Hosanna for those things. Hosanna, rescue me, save me, deliver me. I don't, I don't think I need to list any, do I, need, I don't think I need to start a list here and go, any of you thinking about, is this it, is it? No, I mean, if, if you are even remotely leaning in and listening to the Holy Spirit of God right now, when I mention those things, those repetitious things, those things that people might even point out to you, you don't, you don't need my help to, to fill in that list. Hosanna. Hosanna is the answer. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, rescue me. Hosanna, deliver me. Hosanna, free me. Because there are things in our life that, that, that will keep us down, that will keep us low, that will keep us bound up, that will keep us unable to move and to be and to live as God created us to do so. So we need to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna. And so just as those who were gathered there on that Palm Sunday cried out, Hosanna, and some of them knew what they meant, we need to cry out Hosanna today because here's the deal. How in the world, how in the world can we call out hallelujah and mean it? How in the world can we sing out hallelujah next Sunday if we don't call out Hosanna today? So just like those crowds who were crying out for deliverance, is, is, this a, is this a prayer of yours? Have you been praying this? Do you need to be praying this? Hosanna. Because it, it, what you're doing is you're crying out for the same thing. You're crying out for the same freedom and the deliverance that that crowd around Jesus shouted out as he rode into Jerusalem that day. 
Hosanna. Save us, free us, deliver us. Free us for a new life. Free us for a new life because we understand there is more to this life. I am created for more than this. He is the most worthy of praise. And friends, our sole purpose for existing is to praise him. So we call out Hosanna so that we can do so, so we can praise him, which leads us into hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is a, is a Hebrew word as well. Halal means uh, praise, and Yah is Lord. Halal, Yah. Hallelujah is where we get it. It means praise the Lord. The King James Version says, praise ye the Lord. So if you grew up around church, Praise ye the Lord. See, you were learning Hebrew and you didn't even know it. Like, you were just learning it. You're like, you knew a whole other language. Now you can tell people I speak Hebrew. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It, show up, it shows up all over the Psalms, but I want us to look at Psalm 150. Now, remember what Paul said in Philippians 4, 8, our key verse, that we should focus our minds, that we should focus our attention on that which is praiseworthy, that, 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 that is worthy of praise, and there's only one who is worthy of praise, and that is Jesus, okay? So verses one through six, all of Psalm 150, listen to the praise. I mean, it's just like, it's everywhere. It's all over the place, right? Praise the Lord, it begins, which is hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. All right, I wanna flip back real quick to, to Psalm 118, Verse 26, it says, we bless you from the house of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. It's unequaled. No one. Praise, his, praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with the loud clinging cymbals. Let everything that has breath, let everything that breathes, sing praises to the Lord. And then it ends, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, over and over and over again. Halal, over and over and over again. Praise, 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 praise. Friends, if you ever find yourself struggling to know how to praise God, if you feel like your circumstances are keeping you from praising God, I want you to understand this. Go and read Psalm 150, and then read it again, and then read it again, and then read it again, until you are praising God. Because it gives you everything there to understand why we should praise, how we should praise, where we should praise, who should be the ones to praise. It's, a, it's our ultimate purpose, to worship and praise God. And this, this Psalm 150, it's an intense, like hyper-focused call for you and I to praise, for those who follow Jesus to praise. Six short verses. And they identify the where and the why and the how and the who of this hallelujah praise. I want to go over them real quick with you. Where? Where do we praise? Where do we praise? Verse 1 tells us, in the sanctuary, as the body of Christ, as the believers, when we come together, we praise God together. But it also says, in his mighty heaven. And you go, well, I'm not there yet, Shannon. Well, that's okay. But there are, there are those who are there. There is the, the heaven's armies. The, he the host of, of heaven is there. And whenever we praise 
heaven praises. Whenever we lift up praise and sing hallelujah, heaven sings hallelujah. You could go to the remotest point on this earth and sing out praise to God, and friends, you're not alone. Heaven rejoices with you. Heaven praises God with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think of it this, like this. His, his glory fills the universe, amen? His glory fills the universe, amen? If his glory fills the universe, then his praise must do no less. Hallelujah. So that's where we praise. Where, where does praise happen? Praise happens among the body of believers here on earth. Praise happens in the heavens. Why do we praise? What's the purpose? Verse two, the greatest work of God is our salvation. His mighty works, the greatest one is our salvation. That he has made it possible for us to be in relationship with him through Jesus Christ. I mean, think about in our emptiness, in our loss, what God did is he reached down from heaven and he poured out his love on us through Jesus. That's why we praise. That act of salvation that, that puts us in right relationship with him, it gives us the privilege of entering into his presence to even praise him. But we don't even end it there. We, we shouldn't just end it there with like, thank you for that gift, God, and, and leave it there and be like, thank you, gift giver, because there's more to that. We praise him because he is unequally, I mean, unequaled greatness. There is no one like him. Hallelujah, there is no one like him. Hallelujah for your unequaled greatness. Hallelujah, when I think that something else or someone else is greater, no, it's you, Lord. Hallelujah. So that's where... And that's why, how, how do we praise? Well, verses three and four and five show us some, actually some specifics. It's almost like permission giving to like, here's how you can praise. Here's how you can praise. Well, the, sim the simplest answer to the, the how of praise is with, with whatever you got, right? With whatever you have, you praise God. So 18 month old banging on pots and pans on the kitchen floor, go for it. Praise the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Right? Those of you that think you can't sing to save your life, hallelujah. Hallelujah. With whatever we have, we, we praise God. But there are certain instruments, there are specific ones that are mentioned here. And there's even some like, uh, you know, that would want to be like hyper-focused on, on this and be like, okay, these are the only instruments. It has to be these exact instruments for you to praise the Lord. That's not, that's not the intention of this. It's about with whatever and I did not notice this until, until I started working on this message a few weeks ago. I did not notice this. Maybe for some of you it was like a no-brainer. But every type of instrument is mentioned in this psalm. Every type. You've got your percussion. You've got your strings. You've got your wind instruments. You've got your voices. You even have a little bit of dancing, which God gave us that too. So, I mean, I just think that's amazing, but, but let's not ever, when we praise God, hallelujah, let's don't assume that, oh, worship shouldn't be loud, or it shouldn't be alive, or it shouldn't be that we could clap our hands, that it should be more, more reserved, and, and those things. No, we look in Scripture and see that the worship of Israel was at times a joyous 
joyous, like exuberant celebration, but it also contained, contained times of quiet like reflection. And there's every reason why our worship today should be the same. How do we, how do we, why do we do hallelujah and how do we do hallelujah? We, we do it this way. We, we live it out this way. And it, and it can be both loud and it can be medium and it can be quiet. It can be reflective. It can be contemplative. I, I'm really looking forward to this Wednesday. In the middle of the week, our holy week at six o'clock to come together and, and pause in the midst of everything and be like, this is why we're here. Because this week is special because of what, of what Christ has done for us. What God has put into motion, what he set into motion so that we could be his children. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Might even need to take a couple steps back and first go, oh, Hosanna. Hosanna. I need to be delivered. I need to be freed. How can we sing hallelujah if we haven't yet called out Hosanna? I mean, the very reason that we worship today is because of his greatness. So we see where and why and how and who. Who's doing the praising? Well, verse 6, again, a short answer would be, well, who should praise God? Everything that breathes. Anything that draws breath should praise God. I would even go further than that and say, even the rocks will cry out. Even creation itself uh, shows and recognizes the greatness of our God. Everything that breathes. The ultimate purpose is for us to praise God. So, porch community, here's... We, we need to... We need to cry out Hosanna. We need to cry out Hosanna. We need to be at a place, we need to bring ourselves to a place of humility where we cry out Hosanna. Lord, deliver me. Lord, free me. Lord, set, Lord, please bring your salvation upon me. God, would you save me from this repetition? Would you save me from these roadblocks? Would you save me from these, these things that I am placing in front of myself, not to mention whatever else is coming along? Hosanna. Hosanna. We need to call on God. Because between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, so much happened in the life of Jesus. Go, go and read your Gospels. Go and read the Gospel story. And the cries that were called out that day, Hosanna, in Jerusalem as Jesus made his way into the city... Those, are, those should be the same cries that you and I have today. Save me, Lord. Rescue me, Lord. And here's, here's the thing. I've already kind of made this point, but I, I want you to hear it again. There were people there that Sunday, that Palm Sunday in first century Jerusalem, who knew what they meant when they called out Hosanna. They believed that Jesus was the Lord and he was the Savior. And there were skeptics and there were those who were just watching and there were some, some self-righteous religious leaders who were looking for faults. But nobody, not even his own disciples, understood what Hosanna was going to cost. See, Hosanna came with a price. Hosanna came with a price. 
Our cry of Hosanna required, required Jesus to give his life for you and for me. So don't take lightly when you call out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord because he's given it all for you. All of it for you. Hosanna. And then, on the third day, he rose again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From Hosanna to hallelujah. Easter Sunday, one word on our lips. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's the most worthy of our praise. There is no one greater than you. Hallelujah. We start with Hosanna. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you as people who are in need of your son, Jesus Christ. We need the salvation that you bring. We need the sanctification that you offer. As we continue on a journey of faith that we are reminded always of our need to surrender to you. God, I pray that there is a desire in the hearts of your people this morning. As painful as it might be to call out Hosanna. God, by your Holy Spirit right now, you would, you would make clear those things that we need saved from, delivered from, rescued from, so that we, <laughs> we can proclaim hallelujah. Can we thank you for the life that you make possible through Jesus? And the life that you make possible for us through Jesus involved his death. God, we thank you and we look forward to the hallelujah of Easter Sunday. I just pray, Lord, that it is, it's our desire in, within our hearts right now, within our minds right now, by your Holy Spirit, that you would be revealing those things to us that we just need to call out Hosanna for and then leave them, leave them at the altar, leave them there to quit picking them back up so we got to call out Hosanna again for it tomorrow. That we could, we could call out and be delivered and freed and saved this very day. We would just leave it there at the altar. God, your praise fills the earth. Your greatness is everywhere. Your greatness is over all things. And so our praise should fill this earth with the best the ability that we have we want to praise you so Lord would you receive this time would you receive our voices singing would you receive our prayers would you receive our hands raised up high would you receive our knees bent would you receive our tears and would you receive our rejoicing 
Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna.